power of your testimony. How many of you have a testimony as to what God has done in your life and where he's brought you from to where you are today? That should mean that every hand is up because every single one of us that has Jesus in our heart have been able to escape the destination that the devil had planned for us and that our testimony is so powerful. And in just a few moments, I'm going to give a couple of of you an opportunity to share your testimony because this is what it says in the book of Revelation. It's uh, chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and his power, the power of his Christ, have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. The blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Can you give the Lord a hand for that? Because you have the ability through Christ to set people free. And I want to share just a a few moments. I have been so privileged and blessed to be on staff at Victory in Tulsa, to be your pastor and to be able to share a lot of my testimony and Pam has shared her testimony and it's amazing as we incorporate that into the messages how many people have latched on to something that we have been through that either they're going through or they have gone through it and maybe they haven't been healed in that area of their life and when God spoke to us to go to Tulsa the only word I heard you've heard us thousands of times from this pulpit go to Tulsa you'll find the meaning for your life I went to Tulsa as a defeated person feeling horrible about myself feeling guilt condemnation and all of the conviction of the Holy Spirit and knew Jesus as my Lord and Savior but I didn't understand righteousness I didn't understand that no matter where you've been what you've done God has a plan for your life and then I heard a word from the people that would give their testimony. Pastor Billy Joe Doherty talking about how the the ministry was $3 million in debt and how that God had showed him he'd made a mistake and he needed to go a different direction. And I'm sitting there listening, thinking I'm $30,000 in debt. All of a sudden, my debt didn't look that bad. He's $3 million in debt, and he's going to get out of it. There's hope for my $30,000. And then, and then I, I would hear... I was saved in a church where if you had ever been divorced, you couldn't be a minister, you couldn't be a pastor. Yet something in my heart was telling me that that was the direction God was taking me. But I didn't understand it because that church that I was a part of, and I thank God for that church where I was saved by that that, that, that person that was a member of that church. And I thank God for that pastor who has since retired. But in that particular church, if you'd ever been divorced, you couldn't be used in ministry. So I thought, well, that's fine. I already felt bad about myself, so that's fine. I, I don't have to be used in ministry. I just love Jesus. But then... I heard a different message out there. And I remember when Pastor John Osteen would come and share, and he would come and share about the things that the devil had taken him through, but that when he finally got saved and got filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and his life turned around and that God showed him 
what he was called to do, and he had been divorced as a younger man in ministry. And he gave his testimony, and it just, it was a fire that burned inside of me. Wow, if God can do it for him, he can do it for me. That is overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. I declare to you today, it doesn't matter what the devil has worked through your life. God's plan has never changed for you. He still loves you, and he still wants to take you from glory to glory. You may be here, and you may say, I'm in so much debt today, I could never get out of debt. God will bring you out of debt. God will bring you out of bad relationships. God will take everything that you've ever been through. He will turn it around and use it for good. I love that scripture in Romans 8, 28. God will turn everything around and use it for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And whatever your purpose is on this earth, it has never changed. No matter what you have done, no matter what you've been through, that testimony that you have been through, that test that you have been through, it is overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And I'm going to give a couple of people here an opportunity to share where they've come from. I haven't asked anybody or told anybody other than Manny. I asked you to call Manny, and he didn't show up tonight. But uh, but all of you have a testimony as to where you've come from to where you are today. And I'm going to start with Brad. Brad, come on down here. Brad Marshall, give him a hand when he comes. Brad Marshall. I don't know what Brad's going to share. We haven't really talked about it. But how many of you have struggled with the area of unforgiveness and the grace of God, his unmerited favor in your life. Can I see your hands? Okay. Brad, uh, just short testimony, uh, what you're praising God for. Um, I came to the Lord when I was 18. Uh, Like most 18-year-olds, I got myself in some trouble. Like most of us, we come to the Lord... We have nowhere else to turn. We made such a mess of our life. And I don't think God has a problem with that. I think God uses those things in our life when we're sinners for us to come to Him and get saved. Um, but I've screwed my life up more after I've come to the Lord than I ever did before I came to the Lord. And it's hard. It's easy to get forgiveness when you do as a sinner, but when you have to find forgiveness after you've done and you knew better, it changes the whole perspective of things. And, you know, when when you have a good day, you feel saved, and when you have a bad day, you don't feel saved. And that was my, my salvation for years was up and down, you know, one day I'm saved, the next day I'm not. And, um... I wasn't saved nearly as much as I was not saved during those years. It's like, then I came here, and Pastor Bill, he's really strong on grace, unmerited favor. And I even said, said to him one day, That's, that sounds too easy. I mean, it can't be that easy. But when you keep hearing, the, hearing about grace and forgiveness and the love of God and how the real, it really woke up one day when me, when I realized Jesus died on the cross because I couldn't do it. God knew I did not have the ability to do it. And he had to send Jesus to die for me, to do it for me. And to this day, it's not based upon 
what I do, what I don't do. It is based upon what Jesus did. And I just got that revelation just a couple of years ago. But up until that time, I really struggled with, I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I mean, I, I, you know me. I mean, really know me. But only she does. I miss it every day. But it doesn't matter because Jesus didn't miss it. He did it. He finished the work. And we cashed in. Wait just a second. Yeah, give the Lord a hand. Brad really struggled for a long time in our church with the message of grace. The reason he struggled, I believe, is because he knew what he had done. And the unmerited favor of God didn't seem to be able to take away the fact that he knew what he had done in his past, just like myself, just like all of you. How many of you struggle with the area of grace in your life? Can I see your hands? Why don't you stand? Why don't you pray for me? Father, I just lift up the body of Christ. I lift up everybody in this room, Father. You know that we are not able strength and ability to get into heaven but because of your love for us you sent your son Jesus that knew no sin to become sin for us he took our sin on himself and he gave us his righteousness father I just pray for that revelation to become so real in all our lives that you love us and because of that love you made a way for us to get back to you and I pray for that revelation to become so real in our lives Father that we cannot but help share it to everybody that crosses our path and we, I pray in Jesus name Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise God Michael you feel like sharing? You don't, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you feel like it, come on down here. <clears throat> Years ago, uh, I, d I drank a lot before I went into the ministry. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> before I got saved. Uh, I, I, I drank a lot before I got saved. Come on up here. And uh, after I got saved, guess what I did? I, I drank a lot too. And then God spoke to me and said, I'd like for you to stop drinking. And it was very difficult. Well, it wasn't difficult for me to stop because I wanted to serve God. But I, but I, I knew all the stuff that I had done through the alcohol and through the mind and all that kind of stuff. And then one day I'm sitting at Victory Christian Center in Kenneth Copeland's ministry. And he said, man, I get so drunk before I would come to church and I would just be falling down drunk and getting a drink in a bar and, and all sorts of stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, jeez, I can really relate to this guy. I'm really tuning in for where he's coming from. How many of you realize when somebody's talking about where you've been and how they got from where they are or were to where they are today, you start to tune into it. Somebody start talking about drugs. I didn't tune in because I've never done drugs. But the alcohol part, really tuning into this guy. And he said, God took everything that I did and turned it around and used it for good and has really helped me minister to people in that area of my life. Well, I'm really plugged in now. I'm really tuned in now. And all of a sudden, there's hope. Why? Because 
because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony ministering to me concerning where I've been. Every single one of you have a testimony, and don't close it in. Let it out. You know how healed you are when you can give your testimony and let it flow. Michael, how long have you been coming here? Um, since people give their testimony too soon when they're not ready. So I don't know Michael that well. So I'll I'll repent beforehand if I made a mistake. But I know this. In my spirit, I know that God is doing a work in your life. Glory to God. Um, God has changed my life in so many ways. Uh, I can't even begin to explain how he's changed it. But I know he changes it every day, more and more. And where I've come from, I won't even talk about it. It's not that great. It's not that exciting. But um, I don't ever want to be there again. I, I just want to continue on my path that God has planned for me, that he's had planned from the very beginning. And I just never listened. But I'm not, not ignoring him now. <laughs> I love Jesus. I love all of you people here. Thank you so much for accepting me and all the wonderful men and women in here who've showed me God's glory and what he can do for me. Thank you. Stretch your hands out here. Father, we thank you for Michael. Lord, we thank you that you brought him here. We thank you for the plan, the purpose that you have for his life. I know he has a family that has been standing and praying and interceding for him, his brother, the pastor down there in Brownsburg. And we thank you for all of the wonderful things that you have ahead for Michael to accomplish for your glory and that overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony in Jesus' name. Give Michael a hand. Praise God. We thank God for David, would you like to share, my friend? Give him a hand as he comes. I thank God for this great nation, and I thank God for men and women of God who want to come to this nation and be citizens. And as always, when we introduce them, the newest citizens of the United States of America in Victory Christian Center, David and Perpetua. for it. I, I, I'm now 55 years old. I turned 55 on, on Monday. And I came to the faith in Jesus at the age of 31. When I, I, at the same time, I left Kenya and came to the United States of America, to West Lafayette, Indiana, where I've lived there for the last whatever, 20, whatever years it is. But growing up, I grew up in church. My parents, especially my mother, was a leader in the, in the church. But I did not buy into it. I, I, over in school, they told us this, this stuff is for losers. But you smart kids, you don't need any of that. So I, I, God's gift, I didn't know it was God's gift. I was very good at school. I had a photographic memory. I didn't need to read. I could remember what the teacher said and reproduce it. And that, that did it very well. But uh, 
went through that, went through university and married a beautiful lady there. And up until that time, that thing was working for me. But, but at the age of 31, when I was now in charge, my, my, pretty much my world came crashing down. It had a lot to do with us trying to get kids, which we could not get, and, and many other things that I was not doing right. So I, I came over and I, I, I went to church and and I knew all the time. I knew the Bible. It was taught in school. I could I had memorize passages of it. I could teach the Bible. But it had been planted in my head that it was not, it was not real. It was for losers. It was for my grandmother and my mother. But my life came crashing down. And, uh, and, I, I, and, I, and I knew it in my heart. And part of what was stopping me is other people telling me. I knew it in my heart that it was true. And I was, I was also very prone to peer pressure. So I know it's right, but what am I going to tell the other boys? But thanks be to God, I had to be pulled out of Kenya and dropped into Lafayette, Indiana, where nobody knew me. And I could think for myself for a change. Yeah. So, so from then on, I've been serving God, or rather worshiping God and and he's been good to us. And one of the biggest things he has given us is citizenship in the United States of America. And that was one of the really powerful things he has done because we did not really deserve it. Because I, when I came to Purdue, I discovered I was not very smart. I could not be smart enough to earn American citizenship. So we prayed. People around us prayed. And it was given to us really out of mercy. In Jesus' name. Stretch your hands out toward Perpetua and David. Father, we thank you for David and Perpetua. We thank you for bringing them to this church. We thank you for bringing them to America. Thank you for the plan, the purpose, the destiny that you have for their life. And we just thank you for all that you're going to accomplish through them, through their testimony, through the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, let's give the Lord another hand. Okay, I think we have time for one more. Guess who it's going to be? Stand up if you know who it is. Come on, Israel, you know it's going to be you. Give Israel a hand as he comes down here. Now, I didn't tell him, so he didn't know it was going to be him. But he's looking at me back there with that smile like, oh, my goodness. I think he's going to call on me. As he comes up here, I can tell you from the time that I got saved until the time that Pam and I got married and the time that we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, that not only did I have a strong desire to serve God, I did a lot of things and I failed God. And I made a lot of mistakes. And I would take a few steps forward and I'd fall and I'd take a few steps backward and I'd take, start over and over again. How many of you, that's your testimony too. But I can tell you that no matter how many times you fall, if you will get up, God will never change his plan. He'll never change his purpose for your life. And no matter how bad you've messed it up, when you get back up from that mess that you created yourself and you get back up, God will clean you off and God will put you right back on the same path that he wanted you on in the first place because his call is without repentance. It will never, ever change in your life. Don't know why I said all that in introducing you, but what are you praising God for? God for God really showed me I was one of the people that really 
didn't believe in God. Like I had my beliefs, but it was different. And especially like the Christian church, to me it was just like, because I heard it from people, it was so fake. So every time I heard about Christians and stuff like this, it was just fake to me. But somehow God brought me all the way here to Indiana. And um, I start coming to this church here. And God, he knew me. And he placed me with um, real soldiers of him. He placed me with um, Pastor Bill, Mike, Thelma, people that really talked to me and really told me about God. And um, God started showing me that there was really no other way. And every time I would talk to Pastor Bill, it's like I was hearing from God. And he was the one telling me, like, there's no in-between. There's heaven and there's hell. And you're the only one who's going to choose where you want to go. There's no in-between. And, you know, me, I wanted to be in-between. <laughs> but, you know, God started showing me, you know, God started showing me things like, you know, I met, I met people that really were just like me. You know, and I brought them to this church, and I heard from God speaking to them through the pastors, and it was just God showing me that he was real, and God showed me through a lot of people. I, I like, God put that in my heart, and I would go and speak to people, and I would tell them whatever I felt in my heart, God was telling me, and God started showing me and building me up stronger. Now, I had my ups and downs, ups and downs, but I always pray. God's been always with me. No matter where I go, God's with me, blesses me, blesses my family. And um, for some reason, I'm always trying to trying to run away from him. And um, I tried this time, but he brought me back from Arizona to Texas and back. And I knew God wanted me back, so I was like, all right. I surrender, you know, I'm coming back. <laughs> but God has been awesome in my life. I come from a real bad background, too. And um, I guess I grew up seeing stuff like that, like in drugs, gang bangers and stuff like that. But um, he got me out of all that life. And he placed me with people like godly people. That has been a lot of help in my life and my kids' life and uh, and my family. Like now that some of my family going to church and um, just people that comes and needs Jesus, you know, I know that I have the power to talk to them. And I mean, I'm just so thankful to God and that I mean, even if I try to act like back then, I can't no more. You know, it's just like I, I'm not the person no more. And now I see how God was, how like a real, it's just like it was somebody else. It wasn't me. And now it's just like it's real different. I'm the godly man now that he wanted me to be. He's working on me. He said some, everything he said was very profound, but he said something that was so powerful, and that was, uh, I, I know in my early walks with, with the Lord, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to choose hell, 
and I knew I wasn't choosing heaven. I was trying to find the middle of the road, and there is no middle of the road. The road is slanted and slippery on both sides. You can slip on the side of God and move right in there to what he wants you to do, or you can slip on the other side and go straight to hell thinking that you're going to heaven. How many of you are bold enough to raise your hands to say, I haven't chosen hell, but I know I'm not 100% sold out and haven't chosen God. Can I see your hands? You know that you are not doing all the things that you should. That's all right. Stand up. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed whatsoever. I, I, I want Israel to pray for you because God's plan for Israel has never, ever changed. And when I'm talking about the middle of the road, uh, I, you know, some of you might think, well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to choose the things of the devil. And I love God. I'm talking about the things God is speaking to you that you know you're supposed to stop doing and you're still playing around with them. And to the world or even to people in the church, that might not be a bad thing, but God has told you stop doing it or he's told you what to start doing and you haven't done it. That's the middle of the road, folks. If you want to get out of the middle of the road because that's a dangerous place to be in. So if that's you, stand to your feet. Israel, I want you to pray for these people, okay? And I pray that you know the hearts of all the people that are really going through this, Father. I pray that you show them the right way. I know that the road is bumpy and it's hard, but you know, Father, and you know our hearts. And you, my Heavenly Father, you see us and you love us. And I pray, Father, that you cover us up with the shadow of your wings, that you show us the way, that you keep the light strong, that we see where we're going, Father. And I pray that the enemy, that the devil will flee away from those people, Father. I pray that you, my Heavenly Father, are strong, Father, that you show us every day, Father. And every single day you are with us, that there's nothing to be afraid, Father. I pray that we are following you and that we're going to keep strong and we're going to keep following you no matter how hard the devil try. And I pray for everybody, Father, you keep showing them every day. In Jesus' name I pray and I say amen. Yeah, give the Lord a hand. Stretch your hands out here toward Israel. Tiffany back there in the back. Father, I thank you for Israel and I thank you for Tiffany. Lord, I thank you that your plan, your purpose for their life has never changed. I remember when they left for the mission field down in Mexico and the time that they had down there. Lord, I believe there is a call of God upon this couple. And I believe that all of the things that you have shown them, just the bits, the pieces, the glimpses, are still for an appointed time. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, let's give the Lord a hand. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, with me. When, when Cornelius called Peter to his home and Peter came, Peter shared many things with the house of Cornelius, but he said, God is no respecter of persons. Basically, what he has done for one, he will do for all. No respecter of persons. No partiality. And it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. You can get a whip out and you can try to herd them and you can try to beat them into submission. It'll never work. But when they know how good God is and they know what God has done for you and that how you have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. People 
can say, I don't believe what it says in the Bible. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. But they cannot dispel your testimony. You lived your testimony. They cannot dispel what you have experienced and what you personally have lived. And I believe that one of the biggest things that you can do to bless God and glorify God on this earth is everywhere you go. Give the praise to God for the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony because people will see the love of Jesus flowing from you and it's that goodness that will draw them to him. Would you bow your heads with me just for a moment? I want to ask you, as we always do, the most important question that you will ever answer. Do you know that if you died tonight, you would go to be with Jesus? And if you're here and you say, well, I'm, I'm not sure, then we need to get that assurance. Maybe you're here and you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal child. You know that you've walked away from the things of God, and you know it's time to come home. Let this be that night for you. All over this church, if I described you and you'd say, Pastor, you describe me, pray for me. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand, and we're going to pray for you. We'll take just a moment. Holy Spirit will be moving right now. And if you are here and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you are not right with him, the Holy Spirit is showing you right now. And if that's you, lift that hand so that you can get right with God. We'll take just a moment. Holy Spirit, I know that you're here. And I know that if there's one person here that does not know you, you will show them at this moment. Anyone at all before we close? Anyone? 